It's the Tillcast, episode 461, Man Cold. Mm. And this week, we are going to talk a lot about Binding of Isaac Repentance. Grumpy. Witcher 3. Snivels. And Outriders. One of us beat it. Stay tuned. Indeed. Ah, uh, yeah. We're back. Yeah. It's the Tiltcast, and we are an M-rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And together, you're going to get about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games and some news. Bullshit. 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 We're recording early. Um, we normally Ish. record on Saturday. Um, it is Thursday at about 8.48 p.m. About an hour and a half later than we thought, but... We are here. It's a day later than we thought, too. It's uh, Jason's anniversary this weekend. So. So we want to make sure that he uh, is able to enjoy do the things and stuff and have some private time. Enjoy enjoy your anniversary. Happy anniversary. The the best part is we get to pawn off the kids somewhere. Oh. Oh. So oh, I'm guessing that you're going to have the house to yourself plus pets, or are you going somewhere? Uh, no, we have the house to ourselves plus pets. I mean, I mean that's that's I pretty mean, pretty all right. Without the kids, that's basically a hotel. Um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> How long has it been since you've had a quiet house? Since I lived there. <laughs> Last summer. Ooh. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious in a in a kid environment. You just have to lock the door occasionally, don't you? Uh, quite often. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> do not disturb. <laughs> Pretty much. You should put a like a ring doorbell on the no on the because door. it would be just like constant ringing. It's a button that makes noise. I know how kids work. <laughs> there might be some truth to that. Uh, there's a lot of truth to that. Trust me. <laughs> I know. Especially with mine. <laughs> Press button to annoy daddy. <laughs> you can always turn your phone on silent. It it'll just buzz. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, the only reason I don't have kids trying to knock down my doors because, uh, uh, the two little ones got in some deep shit before uh, seven, so early to bed. Cast to their rooms. Go to your room. I remember those days. Anywho, um, yeah, it's uh, it's another week. We're recording early for that reason and other reasons. And, and Jason's remote, obviously, for that reason. Well, it, uh, yeah, it's the middle of the week for him, so he's got to be at work early a.m. I'm actually off work tomorrow because I took some time off. So did I. So, yeah, it's just a, it's an odd week. And Yeah, so basically I'm probably getting off of here at break just so, you know, yeah. I can wake up early tomorrow morning. Well, you got to make sure the old man gets some uh, gets his beauty rest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's justified. <laughs> yeah, he needs it. <laughs> oh, so, oh, yeah, that's okay. I love you, man. Um, that hurt. Yeah, so this week's been rough, dude. 
<laughs> it's been really rough. I yeah, took, you you took time off for your COVID shot too, the Moderna. Yeah, I got uh, I got number two uh, Moderna shot uh, Tuesday uh, Tuesday morning. Oh my god! So I've been I've been warned. Like the first one, not bad. Somebody socked you in the arm, you're fine. You know, I had maybe. 12 hours worth of fatigue afterwards. It wasn't really bad. I was like, eh, it's basically kind of like the flu shot, only just a tiny bit worse. But I'd been warned by multiple coworkers uh, that uh, the second shot is a doozy. And most people online, you know, concur. So I said, all right, well, if it's going to be that bad, I'm just going to take the week off. I needed a week anyway. You know, a little bit of downtime. Allow me to get a week. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so I got the shot Tuesday uh, and my sleep schedule has been messed up. So I actually stayed up a little bit late that day. I stayed up till about 3 p.m. Uh, playing game and felt fine, except for it started to started to get shoulder pain injection site painted right around the time I was ready to go to bed. I woke, I went to sleep, slept for about 10 hours, woke up and it felt like somebody had hauled off and hit me with a fucking baseball bat right there. Couldn't lift my arm past my fucking shoulder, uh, shoulder height. Uh, and I felt like I hadn't slept in a week. And, and that was just the start of the, uh, of, of a series of events that happened over the course of 48 hours where I went completely off of my fucking keto diet because I gave no sh- uh, gave no shits. Um, I couldn't focus on anything more than maybe a YouTube video in length, like eight to ten minutes was my maximum. Uh, I couldn't fucking like I, I I I couldn't do anything worthwhile for two whole days it's funny you say that because um i know somebody it's about five two that got it and then on her day off and came back the next day the only thing that happened with her is that she decided on her lunch break that she was going to take a really hot bath Uh and then she just was like shivering for an hour and then she was done well, for me, I, I felt like I had, um, it was almost flu-like symptoms without all of the outward flu-like symptoms. Like, normally you get, like, the, the sniffles, the coughing, like, the, you know, the queasiness, the, you know, the retching, all the, all that stuff is, like, the outward symptoms. The, you know, what I would consider the inward symptoms is, like, fatigue, um, the uh you know fogginess like just like having a foggy brain um uh chills like cold sweats things like that uh i would just kind of that's kind of what i was experiencing all of those things like my body was telling me i was sick but i wasn't uh and it was just a weird experience like i've never really been sick without being sick and that was that was it, one of the it, very first times. It sounds like a man cold. It was a. Uh, it was. Uh, I felt very bitchy. 
I mean, I really did. Like the thought did go through my head th- throughout the entire thing. Like, am I overreacting? Am I being a man bitch? And <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was like, nah, no, nah, this is just this just sucks. Um, yeah, and and I won't name names, but having lots of conversations, with my coworker, she was saying her husband does the same thing. Oh, yeah, he got really really sick. And then, like, when he wants medicine, he'll just, like, open his mouth. And she's like, get your own fucking medicine. <laughs> just, was like, feed me. Uh, no, I was, I was, it was pretty bad. He bitches bad. more and she body slams him. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I won't name names. I but already know who you're talking about. <laughs> be an, another supervisor like myself that's uh, equally as sarcastic. Yep. Um. It's pretty hilarious. Definitely. Now it's uh it it was um we've had him on the show before once. No. Uh, oh the oh not the same one? Okay. All right. So um yeah, anywho, the uh it was not a really great experience. Like so that was that was my uh Tuesday, Wednesday, and into today. I did not start feeling halfway decently normal until about five AM this morning. Um to the you know to the point where I could actually sit down and play a game or watch a movie, uh, for you know for any length of time. Like I did actually watch a movie. I mean, I I, I watched Monster Hunter because I'm a geek, um, and it was not worth the five dollars I spent for it. Yeah, fucking, I should have known better. <laughs> Yeah, you should have. I should have known better because, I mean, I saw the trailer and I saw that they went with the whole, like, you know, military route. Like, military unit gets pulled into a fucking dimensional portal, ends up in the Monster Hunter uh, world, and I'm like, um, okay. And that should have been my... It had the Jolovich in it. Did you really expect anything different? You're not wrong. I just want... I just wanted one good video game movie. Can it not happen? Like, ever? We we have that. It It's an eight-episode season on Netflix called The Witcher. Oh, no. We've got Castlevania, too, which is also pretty good. Um, but just a movie, like a feature-length movie that's not like Sonic the Hedgehog, which was all, all right. Not great, but all right. Not... Not horrible is what you're saying. Well, after they made after they made some changes to make it not nightmare fuel, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was all right. Detective Pikachu is pretty good too, I guess, um, because you could add Ryan Reynolds' voice to pretty much anything, and you know it it become a hit. <laughs> yeah, he's the president of a cell phone company now. He uh, he doesn't doesn't uh, he also have like. Does it, well, who who was it that has the fucking uh, rum or some kind of like brand, uh, like alcohol brand? Was it him? I can't remember if it's him. A lot or of not. people have some kind of alcohol brand. No, I, but he has like a, a thing. Like he's, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know my. Um, was was it rum? I can't. I, I want to think. I want to say it's Reynolds rum. also owns a rum producer. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Mint Mobile is what Ryan Reynolds owns. Mint. Yeah. 
of it's course Canadian. Of course it's Canadian. Um, they're an MVNO, so like, okay. Uh, so there's like your major players, right? So like Sprint, um, and T-Mobile and stuff like that, right? That own their own network, right? And there's MVNO M that that acronym, <laughs> Mobile Virtual Network Provider Operator, something like that. But anyways, basically what it means is they Letters. rent. They rent the networks from other people. So you're getting a lot of like these smaller companies that are Ting. Yeah. Ting or Boost or um, Mint or things like that where they use other people's networks to have a cell phone service. And because they don't have the cost of that network or they don't have the cost of the infrastructure aside from renting it, um, it's cheaper. Yeah. But yeah, he became a majority shareholder in Mint. Um, and they, I know that because I'm in the communications industry. Are, are they all one-syllable words, though? I mean... <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I know, well, just boost, meant, hitting. Yeah. Him actually becoming the majority shareholder um, was one of the reasons Rick Moranis agreed to do that um, commercial last year for him. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, oh there's a Lola. Oh, there's Lola oh, saying it's oh, time. Oh. It's mounting time. It it's uh, she needs hugs. She just needs hugs. Oh, it, can you hear the excitement? It's it's gonna happen. Oh, yep. it's gonna come on. happen. Come on, come, come on, come. I have to Look. say, this is much Chunky funnier butt. on video. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I wish you were recording this. She gets, to she gets super excited to see me at random points of the day. Uh, and, she's, and she has to come over, step on my Adam's apple, and then <laughs> just continually like, oh, she loves me so much. She's getting a little bit chunky. She got, so she had some shots this week, right? And, uh, you know, I'll make kidding. sure her, she's getting her heartworm and her flea shot, right? Right. I can't remember the name of the flea shot, but basically it keeps her free of cl- fleas altogether for about three to five months. Good. And it's a really good shot. Um, way better than any kind of... I've, I've seen some horror stories about flea and tick collars. Yeah. Uh, about a, giving them seizures. And after I went through what, what I went through with Zoe, yeah, like yeah, I just yeah. don't want anything that might trigger it. And I remember there's all sorts of things that go through your head, right? Like I'm thinking to myself, oh, I used to use that shit that I put on their neck and I used to put flea collars on her. And mm-hmm. it's like, did I cause that? And I, maybe yeah, I did, maybe I didn't. I don't know. But it makes me feel really guilty. Right. So she just gets the fucking shot, and I know that she's good to go. It costs a little bit of money, like 60 bucks, but... It's worth it. Super worth Yeah, I mean, she, she sleeps next to me. I don't want her to have fleas. Right. Um, there was a point um, several... A couple years ago, before I did the shot, when, she first, when I first got her, that I had a major flea issue that I had to just... It took me forever to clean the house. Right. Yeah. Like, it's... just all the... What is that? Diatomaceous earth or whatever. Diatomaceous earth. Diatomaceous earth, putting that in the carpet and like basically throwing away my mattress and like just, it was just everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a major operation. But diatomaceous earth is really good for that though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is probably the best thing that you could use against like crawling bugs, leaping bugs and fleas. Yeah. yeah I mean, it works. It just takes a little while. Yeah. yeah. But, all that aside, um, yeah, so she's been getting back to why she's getting chunkier. Uh, it's made her not 
want to eat regular food that much. So I made her some chicken and rice, and she's been having that in the last few days. That is her regular food. You're I, you're treating her like a princess. I mean, she kind of is. Well, she she required she required. <laughs> I just looked down, and she's like full on flattened on the floor. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, that's her happy sense, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. What was I saying? Uh, yeah, chicken she, and rice. So. I mean, yeah, you oh, it's to... not. It's basmati rice too. All you do, I mean, it, so this is super easy Princess. if anybody wants to do this, right? Like chicken thighs are super cheap. I buy them for me, and then I save a couple for the dog, and then I just from the freezer throw them in the crock pot until they get tender, and then pull the bones out, and then drop some rice in there with a little bit of chicken broth. I mean, it's you know, it's super neutral. There's nothing in its bad form. It's protein and some really high quality rice like it's human grade if i spiced it up really high quality rice yeah you're not it's using like, just like your fucking standard ass white, well, like, white long grain it's like eight dollar a pound of rice but i only do this like every princess once, once every month or six weeks she's gonna be round soon i'm not sure she's a pit bull i'm <laughs> supposed to be around <laughs> like uh soda cans with legs <laughs> Very beefy soda cans with legs. And she's still kind of ripply. She may never actually be like round. She's starting to get there though. That's right. We're going to fucking talk about you. That's right. Oh, I touched her. Now she wants more. Now she wants more. <laughs> yeah, Matt was going through this. We were playing, uh, playing some Outriders last night. And, uh, she kept having moments where she needed to crawl in my lap and watch me play. So it was just like, yeah, she's, man, she's being rowdy. Yeah, she is. But yeah, she, uh, so like when I play video games, sometimes if I don't wear out enough, I usually, so we take a walk and it's not a short walk. It's all as far around the neighborhood as I can go, like down every single street. And it's, this is like a small neighborhood, right? Yeah. So the total walk is a, Probably close to a mile because I'm going down all the streets, you know. Um, and then, of course, she doesn't know how to walk like a normal dog, so she pulls the whole time. And uh, by the time we get back, we're both actually kind of wore out. My arms are usually a little bit sore. Um, and she's almost to the point where I got to carry her. But even doing that, like, if I'm gaming at night, like, the energy rejuvenates, right? I walked her three hours ago. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter with these dogs. They just find energy somewhere. So, you know, she's just got to, she's, she's restless. She's got to be everywhere I'm at. I even took a nap. She's got to be right next to me during the nap. You know, if I take a shit, she just sits there and looks at me. That's got to be a thing. I mean, I don't know. I I haven't had a pet in a while. The last time I did it, it was a cat and the cat would just look at me and fucking silently judge me and then like tail up, walk away. But that's a cat. I mean, but yeah. Just life with animals. I'm sure Chance is... So, Jason has a pity mix, too. Um, uh, full blood pit. Oh, is he full blood? Oh, he's Staffordshire, yeah, right? Yeah, he's just... His growth was just stunted. Yeah, but he's not as little as Lola. Huh? He's not as little as Lola. No, but he's not gonna be... A... Uh, you about 70 pounds? 70 or 80 pound pit bull, either. So what is he about sixty? Uh, he's about fifty. 
Lola's actually 50 pounds, so he's got to outweigh Lola. I only no. know that because they weigh her. Maybe she's just getting fat. She's Chunky. probably just getting fat. He's on. He he was 49 pounds when I took him for shots four weeks ago. Damn. Well, Lola is uh, getting a little bit chunky. Um, but he he doesn't hardly have any fat on him. He's all he's all lean muscle. He's all power all the time. Yeah, Lola is a very compact fifty-five pounds. Very. But, I yes. mean, American American Stafford pit bulls are already on the smaller side of the pit bull range to begin with. But between the malnutrition and we think he was actually the run of the litter to start with. So. Yeah, the big ones are the blue nose ones, right? Wow. Do what? My earbud fell out. The the larger ones are the blue nose pits, right? Yes. Those are the ones that are closer to like ninety pounds. Yeah. Look like they could actually lift a truck with their yeah, jaws. Holly I think Holly's I don't know what kind of it's the one that's got the tiger stripes. Oh yeah. Um that was a big pit. That was like a hundred and ten pound pit. Oh yeah. It was a big 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 boy. Um, big boy. Atticus. Could fucking ride that one into battle. Um, yeah, Atticus <laughs> weighed as much as she did, or maybe more. Well, and you also have the uh, um, the bull terrier pits. That is also a larger breed. Yeah, they're the ones that have the weird snouts, right? Uh, yeah, they're the ones that usually have the shorter, stockier faces. Yeah, I had a... Uh, uh, when I was growing up, my dad's get friend those had... big barrel chests. Yes. Yeah. yeah, when I was a little kid, I grew up around two of those. My dad's best friend, Mark, had two of them. Um, so when I say little, like between five and ten. And they were so big, like, and they wanted to play so rough. Like, wrestling with them was a challenge as a child, you know. I'm sure that had been a challenge if you're an adult, but, like... So big that you could sit on top of them and, you know, nothing would happen. And she just wants your lunch. Apparently, she's like, you're going to pet me, otherwise I'm going to lick every part of your hand. But getting back to what we were doing, I think, so not a lot has changed in what we've been gaming with. Um, Except, listen, you've changed something, Jason. Have you played anything new in the last five days? Old new. Old new? What? What's old new? Old new. So, old new, during the winter sale, I, uh, uh, I bought the Witcher and all of its expansion, Witcher 3 and all of its expansions on Steam. Oh, so you could play it on the, on the I have to own that game three times, kind of like Skyrim. Oh my god. Well, and I mean, it Uh, does look a lot better on PC, I'll say that much. It does, especially with this 2080. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm sure it you have that fantastic. cranked. But you're playing it on the tablet monitor, right? Yeah. So you Still probably have it. Cr- fantastic. Well, yeah, but you probably have it cranked all the way the fuck up on the on 1080p. Oh yeah, I mean 1080p ultra settings, like yeah. It's got the Nvidia hair physics. And it's one of the games that yes. has the hair physics, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking um, tress effects. <laughs> 
<laughs> with uh, oh my god, what a with, name, uh, man! <laughs> Did full they... uh, full uh, razor chroma hair dye on the characters. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Rainbow. Uh, but actually, using uh, you hear that Cavill's face. Oh, oh you use the Cavill face mod. Yes, that's got to be interesting. The face mod. Oh, uh, maybe I'll download that. Just Jess is now a pretty big fan of The Witcher, and she'll be here on Monday. Um, and she always comments on how, like, so like when we were, I was talking about it a few weeks ago, but like with Death Stranding, right? She was commenting about how well they animated. Um, what's his face? Uh-huh. Uh, Boondock Saints boy. God, I can't remember what his name. Norman Reedus. Yes. Um, because she's a huge, she's a huge, uh, Norman Reedus fan. Like she, not from walking dead from boondock saints. It's kind of, that's like her movie. Okay. I mean, that's so, where your fandom for him should start. Yeah. And, uh, she just kept commenting on like how uncanny it was. She's like, it's so close to real. So, and then she's now she's a Witcher fan and now a, a pretty big, well, she's always been a DC fan. So she likes the. Mostly likes the Cavill Superman, but mostly just likes Henry Cavill. And then the fact that he's in Witcher and then he's a nerd and everything else, she's, you know, that's like one of her quote unquote cheat cards is Henry Cavill. Okay. Which, I mean, I could respect. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I would accept that. I mean. So maybe I'll I'll download the mod. Can't about that, right? Huh? <laughs> can't get mad about that, right? Like, Not really, because I feel like any one of us would swap places with Henry Cavill in a heartbeat. You can borrow, borrow, for a day. Well, yeah. Now, um, um, yes. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, that's interesting. You can even get a mod that uses the chick uh, from the show for Unifer. I did do that because I don't necessarily like her as much as I do the original Yennefer model. Mm, yeah. Go either way. So. She, she kind of grows on you as you go along. It's, the actress does a good job. Yeah, she does a good job the actress at it. does a good job, yeah. Just... It's just uh, not the same. It's it's not the same. For me, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I keep the things different. I And I want to keep them separate. The, the, the Cavill face can stay in the Cavill-verse. Um, well, but, I mean, he is doing a hell of a job with The Witcher so far. Oh, well, yeah, I mean... And I'm he, really looking forward to season two. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, looking forward like to this, a, this, a, this a year storyline. This year of stuff coming out, right, we've got Stranger Things coming out probably again this summer, right? Uh, oh my most God. likely October. Okay, yeah, and then you got... Witcher coming out later this year as well. So, like, I'm super looking forward to both of those series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, probably more Witcher for me than Stranger Things. Though I've watched I watched through all of Stranger Things. It's just... I don't know. That show didn't... You know, the show was interesting. And you bench-watched that in a weekend. It was interesting because it was, there was nothing else to watch. That show's amazing. Yeah. Don't be a hater. The Witcher is better. <laughs> ah, thank you. They're apples and oranges. They're equally as good in different ways. Eh. Eh, Stranger Things tries too hard, I think. Nah. For, for me. 
It, I am looking forward to that new Mortal Kombat movie in a couple weeks, though. So. I've seen the like the the Red Bar trailer. I guess you could say. Yeah, the trailers um, look good. The trailers do look good. Um, though I, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's an it's another video game movie, so I'm th- I'm hoping that they do well with it, but. Knowing somebody that works on the game, I th- I'm feeling like after it comes out, asking him to be like, hey, so like, how close to the mythos is this since you've been involved with this since you were a fucking teenager? Right. <laughs> well, I mean... Well, I can tell you part of it's already broken just because they wrote in a, a new hero character for the movie to for the movie to follow. So it's none of the original people? Well, the original people are no. I in mean, it. but the person they so you completely wrote in is they created a new character altogether for the movie. Is what you're saying? Correct. I wonder if they'll incorporate that since you already got Predator and Terminator and everything else. Rambo. Um, if the movie's successful, they probably will. I wouldn't doubt if it. it. Flops. They'll go. Eh, yeah, that's that, your thing, man. We need to. We got some, ours over here. We need to try to do a Mortal Kombat night. Yeah, you guys can do that. Uh, I won't. Um, I'm not a big fighting, you know, fighting game fan at all. They're like, great fighting games. Yeah, the I mean, Mortal Kombat's f- fine, I guess. Like, I don't know. It was Mortal Kombat, and then fucking what in, Injustice, and um, some other fi- fucking fighting games. Basically, pretty much every other fighting the, game. The last ten years, they have done no wrong. They look fantastic. And play fantastic, too. They really do. You know, Rusty, I was just thinking about this the other day. Especially since you know that you're kind of still sick and slightly grumpy. I was telling Jason, I was like, I feel like Walter Matthau. Like, you know, grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. You know, odd couple, everything else, right? Oh. So I, I kind of feel like, especially coming out of this, you're kind of Jack Lemon from that. Thanks. Just, I feel the grumpiness the last few days, conversations with you. It's the it, grumpiness is fairly high. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking high. Uh, it's just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the crease in your forehead has been standing out the whole time. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Your dog doesn't want to like let me go, so she's trying to cheer me up, apparently. She is full on mouthing my hand at the moment. Yeah, so getting on to things you can be grumpy about. Um, um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Outriders because you, like, I, completely... I mean, before my shot, I was... That was the game. That was the game I played. It was... You I got it a day... Two days before we recorded last, and we're halfway through the game by that point, probably, right? Uh, I'd only played a couple hours before, uh, before the oh, last... Because there were more server cast. issues at that point. Yeah, it was... And then... After that, two days ago, you had finished the game, and me and Matt had hit, like, level 16. Yeah, I kind of no-lifed it for a while. About four days. Um, It was, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, long story short, yes, I completed the game. Yes, I created a second character and got that one about to level 16 or so. Um, Jesus. Uh, so I played a pyro, uh, initially 
I got it to maximum level and I got through uh, World Tier 15 and I did a couple of expeditions solo and was able to beat a couple of the expeditions solo at like Challenge Tier 5 and 6, um, which is right about the, you know, right about the same level as World Tier 15. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Rusty's apparently a... a lot better at this game than me and Matt because he was giving me shit because I paused my world tier. Yes, you. you... And I feel like I mean... so I wasn't. Me and Matt got to a point where we weren't having a lot of fun because everything was very spongy, and I my abilities hit for Dick, um, which made the game. I didn't want to play everything with the uh, the rounds ability. Essentially, yeah, I wanted to be able to dash across the battlefield and use my spectral blades and kill shit or actually mostly damage it or do something with it so what we did is we clocked back to world tier six from 10 and then suddenly the game became where we could use powers again and still presented some level of challenge and i say some level of challenge it was the same as a lot of streamers i was watching at the time I didn't have any of these problems. Well, Rusty, you can keep that elitist dick and just shove it right back in your <laughs> asshole. Because I feel like most people in the same boat as me. I'm talking with a lot of people, too. Um, me and Matt, what we said is we're going to... So we're both 29 right now. And now I know that the cap is 30. Is we're going to level world tier at 30 to give us something else to work towards. Uh, yeah. I guess you could do that. And it's, and a lot of YouTubers are saying you shouldn't turn up the world cheer as you're leveling because it just makes the whole thing a slog. Uh, and I guess I can agree with that. It does slow things down, especially if you are dying over and over again. Well, and you don't have the synergy between your abilities the way you do later on. I mean, I was, I mean, at maximum level, you know, or as you're going along, I, all I needed, and this is this is what I found out early, you know, as I was going up the world tiers, is all I needed was the, you know, a gun that I knew did the damage that I wanted it to do, which was assault rifles, uh, specifically the tactical assault rifle, three-shot burst. They are nerfing the piss out of it uh, here soon, which is actually kind of good because then it'll be balanced with all the other guns. But... Um, the um, I just got a assault rifle, uh, and I kept it leveled. Like if I went up in world tier, or if I went up in level, I would just up the gun's level to its maximum. As long as I kept that gun at maximum level, it didn't matter so much about my armor. It was more about the mods, making sure I... that I had the right mods for uh for the you know for my abilities. And making sure the gun was at maximum level. Pupper, you need to go away, please. <clears throat> so, um, that is uh, that was the absolute key for me is just making sure I had one gun at maximum level. Because as soon as you have it at, ma at maximum level or at the same level as what the enemies are actually set to, then the time to kill for the enemies was about the same uh, as the previous tier. So I didn't have too much issues. I did have a couple problems where some of the bosses were like damn near one-shotting me. 
but the way that Pyro works is that he's got a fairly short cooldown. Uh, I, I, I want to. I don't know what the na- uh, the name of the thing is, but it's basically a. Uh, uh, it reaches out, f- freezes t- you know an enemy and heals off of it. Uh, so it's like a life steal. Uh, so I was using that ability uh, to you know to basically tank the big hits that I knew were coming, uh, and then light things on fire. And then as as I was killing things, Pyro works the, his um, life steal or uh, life regaining ability is he gets a bunch of life back for marking targets and then killing those targets. So I'd mark a fuckload of like small guys, and then keep those small guys alive long enough so that I could use them as kind of like hit point banks. See, and with Trickster, which is the main class I've been playing, you get health back from either the health leech ability from certain ammo or certain uh, mods, right? Mm-hmm. You can get it from that or from killing stuff that's close to you. So if everything's soaking a lot of damage and puts out a lot of damage at high tier, you have to level up a lot more than your gun because I can't just touch something from far away and get health back. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't fully getting all of my hit points back from killing things. It was just I uh, yeah, I just had that one hit point leech ability that was kind of kind of clutch in certain areas. It's and the thing about Trickster is like unless you specifically kit a sniper rifle to give you health back, you don't get any health back from the sniper. So as soon as you pop your head out and you do get hit by one of the five snipers that's aiming at you. Yeah, because you, they have laser fucking accuracy and can hit things you from can't, like well, and three steps Rusty away. Rusty had showed me a tactic where you can pop your head out and they'll fire a shot, right? Well, you got to do that like five times and you got like a ball hair of time to pop back up and shoot one of them. Right. So that got super frustrating on the higher tier as well. Um, because I wouldn't get anything back, and then the only way for me to stay leveled was to have armor at that level, which is a shitload of titanium, and then a gun at that level, which is a shitload of titanium. So it was like, earn a whole bunch of epics, be undergeared for two levels, spend all of my time dismantling epics to get my titanium back or selling weapons to buy titanium so that I could just level to get there, and I hated that loop. Whoa. I wanted to have some sponginess between so I could wait a few levels before I started like actually leveling up stuff. So I'd actually learned fairly early on. There's there's a specific hunt that uh, that I uh, that I was on. It was a, mo- a monster hunt. I learned fairly early on because um I had gotten rocked by the uh, uh, by the ads, but uh, I can't remember. It's about halfway through the game. Are halfway through all of the different levels. I can't say exactly where it is without spoiling shit. Um, but there is a mo- of a hunt that you can go on that has two bosses, like two of the same kind of uh, of boss creature, and a fuckload of the smaller version of that boss creature. Uh, and I learned what you could do is if you focus down the bosses, which is what I did because they're the heavy damage dealers, I figured kill the bosses, then kill the adds and be done with it, right? Well, you kill the bosses, the bosses drop, you know, their loot. The adds quickly overwhelmed me because there was a fuck 
load of them at the challenge tier I was on. Uh, and as soon as you die, you, if, as long as you have your sit, shit set to auto loot, um, it'll auto loot all of the, you know, the loots that the bosses dropped. Well, I was getting three, four, five epics, you know, from each attempt. So it quickly went to, instead of completing this mission, it was kill the two bosses as quickly as I possibly can and let the ads kill me. And within about a half an hour of doing that, I had my inventory full. My stash was full of... Uh, of epic loot drops and I had no problems with titanium afterwards. Uh, it was that, I mean, it was kind of cheesy. Sure. But it was able, I was able to get everything that I wanted to get done, you know, get done, but I was not able to find a good double gun out of all of that. Like I had fucking hundreds of loot drops, but never found a good double gun. Yeah. Me and Matt, have a pretty good synergy between us so playing trickster i've got the dot that does slow and then i set the dot for an additional 100 percent slow like an additional 100 percent time frame right so it gives it like a 20 second lasting life and then i set to jump to two additional targets so i get i think eight total slows out of it and then i've got reduced cooldown on it so basically by the time the slow's done i've got about 10 seconds and i can pop it again yeah so what I do is I pop that out and then pop my blade for things that are close. And then Matt will pop heads with it because the first hit you do with it does like double damage. And then if you crit, you know, it's double damage crit basically. Right. And then I've got it set to do like an additional set amount of anomaly damage or whatever. Right. So it's like one shots. Most of the anybody with a sniper rifle for sure or my blade. And then on elites, it knocks down like a quarter of their health from one of those pops. So we've gotten to a really good rhythm of like me as the trickster getting out in the middle of the field and marking targets for him essentially. So he can pop heads and then I get the groups and blade them basically. Um, and I've been doing that and then I've been doing a twisted rounds build that I play sometimes, but like we like the, I always keep the, the dot ability on my bar because he really likes being able to get the big number crits from that. Like, even one of the bosses, it was just like, every time I was on cooldown, they weren't resistant. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm marking him again. And he's like, all right, I'm ready. And it's basically just like, it's like an alley-oop, you know what I mean? Yep. I, I pop it up, he dunks it, you know? And then that was kind of our strategy on the harder bosses, was using that ability, plus him sniping, and, or using an ability that hit really hard to get larger crits to help knock stuff down. And then the other thing is I got a gun that I got, um, freezing damage on it's a three shot burst SMG, and then I've got the ability that does additional damage when they break to other people around it. Yeah. So, like, I'm the CC guy basically for him with slow, with the freezing shot, sometimes with the shield, and I just cluster things up for him to bake. Yeah. And, and so I'm kind of playing sort of tanky that way to help him thin the herd as we go. Yeah, there's a it, the game does actually put a, a lot of emphasis on making sure that you have a CC ability and th that it is useful. Yeah, um, the CC ability for Pyro is uh, is Ash, uh, which basically freezes a uh, uh, enemy in place for a period of time. Uh, my <laughs> it's every god dog. All right, 
Hold on a second. I'll uh, I'll continue. It uh well, I, mean, I was noticing so. Jason, they've got one that if you get it, you might be interested in, or if you play it off Game Pass. Um, the Technomancer is kind of a long-range damage dealer. Nope. Nope. And so, like, it's got a turret that freezes nope. stuff, and you can use that turret, throw it on the field, let it freeze things, and lets you have time to headshot enemies, basically, that it's freezing. Nope. So you can use a three-shot assault rifle like Rusty's talking about, or a sniper rifle. And do relatively well. Like, there was a boss that me and Rusty took about I mean, two or three attempts to do with our pyro trickster. That, and I used the Technomancer and got him all by myself. So I mean, that's hair. just my solo Borderlands strategy all over. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of rolling. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. Rusty's covered in dog hair. 118th Lola right now. Um, <laughs> well, she's happy again. See? Good, because she was full mouthing my freaking arm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, if you, um, if you play Pyro, Pyro is actually fairly, um, it's the second worst behind Devastator because Devastator is basically getting shit on right now, even online. Why? Uh, Devastator apparently just can't do damage or something. The way, the way that Trickster and Pyro can. Pretty much all other classes outclass Devastator in the doing damage uh, abilities. Yeah, uh, Trickster has a lot of passive buffs too. Like the so there's another build that I've been dicking around with where he's got a so he's got movement abilities, right? One of them is like teleports you behind anything that you can see within a certain range, mm-hmm. which lets you get up close and personal and use your shotgun, right? Or your blades, which I kind of alternate between the two. And then it's got an ability that lets you get a, it doubles your armor for whatever time frame you set with mods, basically for this ability. And then when it's close to done, you can click the button again and teleport back to where you were at. Borrowed time. Borrowed time. And you can use that to also buff your damage. So in between twisted rounds, you have a damage buff, right? And you can pop that in the twisted round, which is your magic bullets, to get a additional damage with it. And it's kind of stupid because the other damage ability, the Twisted Rounds build I have, uses the damage dot plus the, you know, what borrowed time plus the other thing, right? And so my shots, to give you an example that when I can remember it, right, I would crit for 200 with the SMG, right? Mm-hmm. The, dam- the Twisted Rounds would let me crit for about 1,100. Right. The additional ability would let me crit for about 2,000, right? Yeah. So, like, and with that other thing would let this SMG crit for about 3,000. So it was, like, super crazy crit multiplier with this thing. Yeah. Which is, if I use that build, I just melt things. Even most bosses. Um, It's pretty ridiculous. And I know it's about to get a nerf. Um. But there is some pretty good synergy with using him as the uh, ninja assassin, which I like, too, of zip behind things and either shotgun or slice him. Oh, Oh, that's so good. What? I mean, what I forgot to tell you the other mod I did. What? Every time a quest completes. Yeah. I just hear, uh, hear the chorus for toss a coin. Oh my god, after a while... <laughs> Toss a coin for the Witcher. 
after a while, that would just drive me up the wall, dude. <laughs> me and me and so Jason good. are way way less grumpy than you. I could deal with it. I I couldn't deal with that at all. It is. So You're over good. there playing Witcher on your tablet. Of while course, we're talking he to you. is. He's never actually right here, even when he's right here. Uh, um, <laughs> it helps me stay awake and engaged, and I've actually been listening to everything you're saying. And not a but same. since I haven't played the game, I have very little to add. Well, it is on Game Pass, Jason, so if you wanted to play it on your Xbox. You it can. is. I just have to renew my Game Pass. I still oh. haven't done that. Bummer. But now that I've completed the game, I, I, can, act, uh, I can honestly say a, a few things about it. Um... A, it's a good game. Like it has, it has. Pretty I would much say it has I'm, good. It has good bones. It has They're, everything I wanted from, uh, from like a, you know, from a third person shooter, you know, standpoint. It has, you know, the the loot is rewarding. Um, it's varied enough, though it probably could be varied a little bit more. Um, I th- I think I'm at a point where I want some. I'd like to see some DLC. I want to see some different guns is what I'm thinking. Cause some, some of those guns and some of the variants of the guns are basically useless at this point. Well, so, I mean, you got assault rifle, SMG, double gun, LMG, shotgun, pistol, sniper rifle, and about three to six variants of each, right? Kind of. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, like automatic, uh, automatic shotguns different than a pump action shotgun. I actually um, like the auto shotgun. I I wanted to see a comp- you know a different uh you know a different kind of assault rifle. I wanted to see submachine guns be worth more than nothing at all. Um, they got a high crit multiplier, and that's fine. But you basically have to be able to like you know, see the whites of their eyes to actually do anything. No, it's, I mean, playing trickster, like that's my primary weapons in SMG. Yeah, but you're also always up in their face. And you're more of the sniper. Well, I mean, it's this is the whole, this is the whole difference on world tier for you is nothing can get close to you. Whereas me, it's all in my face all the time. Right. That's another thing. Okay. So the, um, so, it's got good, you know, it's got good loot. It's got good guns. The game, you know, the gunplay is fairly good. Uh, the, um, I'm using the, network, the word good a lot. The networking is shit. The networking is shit, but they're working on it. It's a new game, so I don't really even take marks off for the first, like, first couple weeks worth of an online game. Uh, if they're having network issues... Every I mean, online the single player that. could do with an offline mode. That is an argument that's on, you know, that's going on online. Um, specifically because this game could be 100% played solo. Um, there are people saying, well, if you've got server issues, make it so that there is an offline mode and then resync the save afterwards, you know? Uh, so if the servers go down, I don't have to you know, be without the game for the entire time that you were fucking around with the servers. And I get that. That is, you know, that is a thing that really should be considered. It might not be how this game actually is built as far as in the back end. 
and that's probably why that that didn't happen but um when you bought into this game you bought into something that was to be a multiplayer game so they wanted it to work that way um i like the fact that it is there is no pvp right now and there won't ever be the way the, the the way that the game is you know created and balanced there if pvp was added it would just make make the game worse um there's the classes harmonize with each other they don't necessarily well it doesn't even ma- it doesn't even make sense in the lore to be honest you know the the whole idea <laughs> of of outriders is that um your character is basically you know commander shepherd uh the story's kind of it's kind of very mass effecty there's actually calls towards mass effect in the story it's but it is very uh it's all right the story's all right it's definitely not on a level of mass effect but it's it's all right it's yeah it's not it's not as lore deep as mass effect is um Whereas Mass Effect was more about like creating and describing a world, uh, this is more of here's a world. Uh, you are a character in the movie Avatar. Go, um, and uh, that is that. That's kind of the way that that plays out. Uh, for me, it's got flaws. Um, as soon as you get towards the end of the story and get through, you know, get through the campaign, uh, and you get dropped into the end game, you re- you know, you quickly realize that the game is not a cover shooter. Um, sure, it gives you the opportunity to get into cover, and there's strategically placed half uh, half height walls that you can hide behind, uh, but the game really hates when you do that. Uh, the game will definitely find ways to fuck you if you find a place to plant your ass for any length of time. Uh, whether that be grenades, mortar strikes, you know, shotgun rushers, melee dudes, uh, bosses that have fucking, uh, you know, telegraphed abilities that go through walls, um, laser beams, aliens up your ass, whatever. I mean, it's the, the entire fucking game hates when you are you know behind cover for any length of time, uh, and actively punishes you for doing so. Um, to the point where some, you know, some of the end game ability you of know, end game stuff called expeditions, uh, the expeditions, if you're playing against, you know, human based or humanoid based, uh, um, enemies, you can't be in cover for more than a few seconds at a time, at, at any time. You you thought snipers were bad? Try 18 of them, and they're at all angles. While you're being rushed by six fucking armored shotgun dudes, two guys with a fucking, uh, with a minigun fucking walking towards you very slowly, fully fucking armored, uh, and then one dude shooting magical light, lightning bolts out of his ass. Um, it's now, <laughs> now you're just giving me flashbacks from the division. Well, there's some like Diablo shotgunners and dude with a minigun walking slowly towards you. Yeah, there's some Diablo esque things. Like there's some captains that spawn these like spinny laser beam things. 
which but, is another thing that gets you out of cover because they'll spawn those right on your ass. Yeah, which is kind of annoying. Like my my absolute favorite. My absolute favorite is the uh the dudes that have the mortar strikes that uh that follow you. So not only do you have to get out of cover, but you have to stay out of cover for the entire length of their fucking like casting animation because it puts down multiple poop zones on the ground where you have to stay out of the fire. Uh, yeah, there's a battlefield mission that my friend TJ was stuck on, and I was, was uh, my day off the other day. And he was like, man, I don't know what to do. He's like, I'm stuck on World Tier 9. I can't get past this. It's like, okay, well, let me get my dude, and you just cover me, and I'm just going to blink my way up there, which is what I did. I, I blinked all the way up to the spotters on that mission, which... And took them out and then had a hell of a time working my way backwards to him trying to get out from under that. And I think you know what mission I'm talking about, yep. which is kind of a pain in the ass. It is kind of a dick. Um, but almost controller breaking for you when we were playing it. Yeah, it was it was it was all right. See, I didn't mind the challenge and I, st- I stuck with the idea of keeping the challenge tier as high as I could possibly make it. To give me the extra challenge. Sure, it took my it took me a little bit longer to get through the game. Uh, but I honestly think that that was the better way for me. Um, because it And he still won't play Dark Souls. I mean, it just challenged me to actually... Dark Souls is a completely different beast. It's way uh, easier. You think. Uh, you think. I haven't uh, touched it in years, and I feel like I could probably two-shot most of the bosses. The difference between this game and Dark Souls is that you don't have invaders coming in backstabbing you in the middle of your progress. Anywho. Um, they don't come all the time, and they're easy to deal with. So you say. Um, just stay hollow and play offline. Um, no, you just play hollow most of the game. Play hollow and You only gain, gain my humanity when I get to boss fights. Or you just go offline. Or you get really good at the backstab because people don't, never pay attention to that. Or you play offline. Anywho, um, the um, the reality of uh, of Outriders is, I mean, is that it's... Can you really still call it a backstab when you're using a shotgun? There's no shotgun in Dark Souls. Yeah, we're in Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Um, I'm legitimately listening to everything you guys are saying. Exactly. This guy. This guy. Toss a coin. <laughs> I mean, I kind of did lose track there for a second. Yeah, you're you're a douchebag. Um, but overall, I I I give this what on our rating what four. I'm about a four right now. I'd like to see what happens with game and me and Matt are about there. Four out of five, by the way. It's, and we'll we'll work on our loots for a little bit. I'm sure I'm going to play that over the next few days and then see where I'm at with it. I know. I want to see the balance pass actually happen. There's They just released information today about um, basically what was going to happen with you know during the first week uh, or what happened during the first you know week. And uh, what kind of balances that they're going to you know be doing, which is basically, you know, nerfs, not buffs, um, which is 
fine because some things were way overpowered. Um, so making the game more challenging would be fine with me. Um, definitely need to, uh, uh, need to balance certain things out though. It was pointed out in their, uh, their, their dev note thing that they were going to do. It's not full patch notes, but, um, they were basically saying right off the bat that they had intended players to figure out how to do infinite ammo on their, uh, on their rounds abilities. Uh, so that is completely intentional. Um, some of those abilities are, well, I mean, the way that it's balanced in the game at the moment, you kind of have to have that combo going, uh, to be able to do some of the, uh, the late challenge tier stuff. You have to be able to do millions of damage and, you know, in a short period of time to be able to deal with the cascading fucking flood of enemies coming through doors. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to see the challenge of the game to be just more enemies, more, more of the time. I wanted to see more of kind of like the first big boss that you got to see or the second big boss, I guess not the electric dude, but the spider, even though I hate spiders. Um, the spider boss was more of the kind of boss that I wanted to see. Uh, and if you played the game and you got to that point, you understand it's, it's more of a phase style fight where you have to worry more about positioning and, you know, and doing damage to the right spots. Um, that was what I was looking for, but you can only do so much with humanoid style enemies. Right. So let's say there's been, um, <clears throat> Outriders would be kind of a raw review and process. Yeah, it's for for me. I'm. I don't want to say I'm done with it, but I want to see. Uh, I want to give them some time to do some balance passes. Um, I do have. I mean, there's four characters. You do have to play through the game entirely. You can't change the class of your character, uh, so you have to play the game entirely with a completely different class. Uh, do all the missions again, gather all the mods again. Uh, so it does have at least a little bit of replayability when it comes to that. Um, but I, like I said, I got through about half of Technomancer and I started to lose interest because, well, I mean, I kind of did no life the game for about 50 hours at that point. Uh, and I was jonesing for something different something different for me is going back to the game that you said that you were going to play with me, but you didn't, you, you decided not to fuck play anymore. No, I just didn't finish Outriders in four days. Come on, finish that shit. What the fuck are you, a gamer? I mean, yeah, I just don't have the type of time you do. I mean, you have an otherworldly amount of time to play games and you're on vacation. I also barely sleep. With the exception of the last couple of days where I got all of my sleep all at once. Now I'm fucking you, like, I'm charged and ready to go. I don't <laughs> even know how you have time to masturbate. Like, you game. Oh, it's easy. You game one-handed. <sighs> so, jumping into other things that have been playing since I've been mostly playing Outriders with Matt. 
um, you know, since Rusty has gained max level. Um, I've been playing more Binding of Isaac Repentance um, off and on. It's a good game to pick up for a little bit and then put down. Uh, I've got about 12 wins under my belt now, um, but I haven't completed the challenges that I want. So, like, it's got ratcheting difficulties. It's like normal, hard, green mode, and ultra difficult. Ultra Nightmare. Yeah, whatever their version is of that. Um, so there used to be a trick that you could use where you could just hit R at the beginning of a run to reset your run to get a chest room right next to you so you could automatically start with an item, and it speeds up your progress for the run pretty quickly. That's no longer in the game, but there's a whole lot more item drops, and one of the drops is just an R key. And so when you use the item... It resets your run with all the stuff you have. So there's been a couple runs that I've played recently where I've gotten up to like seller level three or whatever, right? And had pretty decent drops and then got the R key drop and then was able to start from basement level one with way better stuff. I think one of the things that's way different for this version of Isaac versus the other ones is it's obviously got all the same monsters that they had before with a shitload of added new ones. But they create some pretty broken builds. Um, there's way more drops. So, like, there's this one called Rainbow, which alters your shot type about every four or five seconds. Well, probably about every five seconds or something like that. So you go through each of the different itemizations that they have in the game, and it randomly selects one. And so you'll watch your damage power jump up and jump down and change your shot spread and everything else. But it's also very broken as you get these room-clearing abilities, which are pretty crazy. So it's just like you get to these really stupid builds to where you can clear a whole room really, really, really fast. And, you know, like, so some tips that I've picked up over many years of playing Isaac is if there's a room that's bordered by, if there's a empty space not bordered by a boss room but bordered by three tiles, it's usually where the secret is. And usually the secret gives you extra things, so extra keys to open more boxes, extra bombs to open extra rocks or whatever, right? And you start to get to these really stupid tiers of stuff. I will say, um, with Isaac, if you have the hearts, always make a deal with the devil. Um, so you give him a heart, and then you get like a stupid ability. I have one that I think is new, that at the beginning of every mission, it knocks out all of your regular hearts, and you have to earn them back. Um, but it gives you a much higher power shot. So there's like three to four different heart types, right? You got your regular hearts, you've got your death hearts, I guess is what they're called. So when you lose a full one, it clears the whole screen, basically. Um, you've got your angel hearts, which I forgot what that was, but I think they're very temporary, like they only last for that level. And then you got your gray hearts, which are like temporary hearts that add your overall health pool. So when you make the deal with the devil, if you go down to no hearts, you'll get temporary hearts, basically, that'll last until you lose them. Um, but then the only way to stack health is to get more of those gray hearts, which you can usually find in rocks or secret rooms or whatever. So usually I run a lot of rooms or runs without any normal hearts because I'm always making deals with the devil to get more powerful power-ups. Um, huh. It's a really... It's a pretty interesting game. Like I said, I've gotten to a point where the, you know, the overall, like, 
super angsty 18 year old slayer listening to me would have been like man this is badass thinks it's like goofy as fuck but like just the amount of itemization and the amount of goofy broken bullshit you can get with repentance is pretty cool i feel like in some ways it's easier but the harder modes are definitely harder and require the crazy optimization to get past rooms i have not completed a a super hard mode run yet um, and I don't have all the characters unlocked yet. If you can find the Guppy stuff, so the Guppy's his cat. Um, if you can get a full Guppy set, that's kind of the thing you want to aim for. It, just understand if it's Guppy labeled anything or cat stuff anything. Always go for all the cat stuff and you will become very overpowered. Okay. Um, he always le- at the, Every time you die, he leaves everything that he earned in the game to his cat Guppy. Ah, that's so, right. I remember that. Um. It's like slow bullet hell, like, and that's the thing about it is it's not a fast bullet hell. You just kind of get used to the patterns of stuff. It's also a whole lot more shit in this game than it used to be. I mean, like literal shit. <laughs> Lots of shit monsters. Like there was a shit boss <laughs> that was a big old. That's not where I was thinking you were going to go, but yeah. Okay. Like he literally like takes a huge shit and then shoots it up in the air and then it rains shit throughout the whole area and you got to figure out where the non-shitty area is basically by the uh shadows that are showing up that's where you don't want to be is where there's shadows you don't want to be under the shit shadow yeah so like he (laughs) inhales and then like shits out a shit storm that rains across the whole level and you got to find the area without basically without any uh shadows and that's where you need to stand while the shit storm rains around you and that's how you kind of avoid that but the itemization on that game is pretty insane and pretty great. And I, there is no glossary in the game that tells you what a cheat item is. Like, the whole I, idea with Isaac is just try something and see if you like it. And I don't remember this being in the other game, but there's a card you can get called Chaos, which every time you take a hit, it spawns a bunch of troll bombs. The troll bombs have the troll face on it, you know, the internet troll face. <laughs> and so it'll, And they do a shitload of damage. So if you get hit, like you can like knock half the boss's health out with just the troll bomb. So like, it's like, do I get hit or do I not? And like, the only reason you wouldn't want to get hit is if you're going for a challenge, like getting unlocking Madeline or I can't remember who else. Um, Magdalene. That's who it is. Um, or um, you don't get the devil rooms with, if you take normal damage. So if you're taking temporary health damage, that's fine. But if you take real heart damage, um, you won't unlock a devil room. And so the, the idea is you want to unlock the devil rooms. Um, and honestly, you want to use my favorite's Kane. Kane has an extra luck multiplier on him, which means all the pills you take are usually not bad pills. So the pills are a pickup that you pick up that are kind of like a random chance if you're going to get a good power up or bad power up. Of course, I just pop them all. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever ends up being, but I mean, some Red of them are pill, like blue pill doesn't fucking matter to me. Like some of them that, are like full health. That speaks from real life experience. No, it doesn't. <laughs> just take them all. Just take them all. But handful of candy. Yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> repentance is kind of like the ultimate version of Isaac with a whole bunch of new enemies. It's got co-op mode. I didn't know about that. I don't know how that would work. Um, I need to hit somebody up and see what co-ops like, but. It also plays really well on a controller. I really enjoy playing it. And you has the... I don't remember the other one doing this or not, but you basically can just quit a run, like I did right before you got before I got Jason on the horn here. 
And then if I wanted to tonight, I literally could just hit continue and start the the world over that I was on. Um, but it would let me pick the run right back up. Um, Isaac's just fun. And there's way more. It's the ultimate weird Mega Man roguelike. Like, that's just how I kind of see it. Okay. It's, it's fine. I don't know. It's just I, weird. I, it's It's honestly one of my favorites of all time. And it's the only rogue style game where, you know, the only thing you're doing is getting unlocks as in new pickups you can get based on what you got, right? And unlocks of different characters, basically. There's the only currency you can carry between games is if you load up the coin bank to get better items in the shop. Okay, yeah. It's, for uh, for me, I think I played the original when it first came out for a short period of time. Uh, so I remember... You describing this game to me way, way back in the day when this first came out. Yeah, it's like um, eight, the original game's like eight years old now. Uh, uh, about a baby that you know, f- you know, kills things through crying on them, uh, and you know the the tears are super salty. Um, <clears throat> that it had a very dark, uh, and you know, art style, and I'm like, okay, well that's interesting i i played it for a little bit and I, I guess it just didn't click at the time uh i i've had the uh the stuff in my wish list or you know the previous dlc stuff in my wish list for a while i just haven't gotten around to playing it um maybe maybe just maybe i'll give it some you know give it a thought I don't know. It's just it's not my type of game, I guess. Uh, yeah, I would say like there's there's a lot of expansions for this game, right? Like there's Rebirth, Afterbirth, Wrath of the Lamb. I want to say one other one, and then there's Repentance, which is the latest one. And Ed McMillan was saying this is the last iteration of Isaac before they decide they're going to create a new one. And he's going to run a couple of projects before he does any other one. But I feel like this is the best version of Isaac ever. And with Isaac being one of my favorite games to just pick up and play, um, I could easily sink another, I don't know, 100 or so hours. It, Steam has kept track of my time wrong, so I will say that I, it's, I think it said I only had 10 hours, and I know I easily have like, 300 hours in Isaac over the last several years. It probably tracks it based off of each expansion. It could, and I think that's what it's doing because I didn't like Wrath of the Lamb that much, and I didn't play it a whole lot. But I can say even right now, I've probably already put 10, 15 hours into Repentance since last week. Yeah. As I've played it every single lunch break, I've played it right before I go to bed, I've played it early in the morning. It's been like my get started with game single player thing for me and yeah. I, I really like it yeah it's, just... it's it's sitting somewhere even though it's a dlc it's a reimagining of isaac it's sitting somewhere on my list this year okay it's, it's a very very solid game okay for one of those well okay well i'll let you have that one so do we want to take a break uh sure jason you still awake? Let's take a break. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, we'll be back. 
And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're back. We're trying to be quiet. <laughs> and then Lola goes over and licks her hand like out of the blue. I I, I mean, for 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 a a deaf puppy, she definitely makes noise. Weird well, noises. She can't tell. Of course she can't tell. Uh I was watching a video on you know online of a uh, another deaf puppy another albino deaf puppy and uh it was cute because the dog thought it was barking but it was more like mouthing a bark so it was kind of bark whispering <laughs> yeah she's she definitely found her voice at some point um when she was really little she would cry a lot i was i a lot of her issues are my fault so we used to, I used to put her in the laundry room, and I had a little crate for her. I call it a dog tent. Uh-huh. And she'd cry, 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 and then I'd get – I couldn't sleep, so I'd move the dog tent in the room with me. And the reason that she probably has a lot of the anxiety issues she does is she sought a way to escape. And about a month in, she chewed a hole in that and started sleeping up in the bed right next to me, and then she has never left. That's fine. I mean, I remember the dog tent. Uh Yeah. Yeah, had, she she chewed a hole in it in the middle of the night one night, and I just woke up, and there was a dog. Like, right there. Yeah, she's about a third her size now, and she had figured out how to get up there and had put, she was actually, at that point, she used to sleep under the pillow. So, <laughs> she would, she, I just saw a snout when yep. I woke up underneath the pillow, and I was like, oh, there's the dog. There's There, there she is. And go look at the dog tent, and there's a big hole where she chewed her way out. And uh, you're like, well, that was fairly uh, useless effort. Awesome. Yeah. Hey. There was a, a lot of wasted effort on her just chewing up everything in her. She had a huge, it, it's a cage. I don't, I don't like caging animals. But, yeah, she had a huge wireframe cage that she bent all to hell. And then every time I'd make a bed in there with blankets, she'd just rip them to shreds. Um, but... Jessa rescued her from a cage in the middle of winter, so she just has bad memories of cages. Right. You know, and, she's and doing it used to we used to put her in the laundry room. She chewed a hole in the door. <laughs> she, that's still there. Yes, it's still there. She made her own doggy door. Yeah. Uh, I, I came home one day at lunch, and I, there's Zoe at the time just, like, got her nose in the hole. And she's, like, whimpering because she's, like, uh, something fucked up. And then Lola's not in there. I just see Zoe's nose. Lola's just wandering around the house and had, at that point, I think she had pulled everything out of one of my wall cabinets and tore towels and toilet paper up and just had shit all over the place. She was telling you that's not how this works. I mean, so like I was telling Rusty, it's like I'm getting my first haircut in the last 90 days tomorrow. Mm. And what I have to do, it's, she's not as bad now. Um, the worst thing she's done in the last several weeks is got some uh paper towel roll and tore it up yeah but i've got i've got child locks on all the cabinets that i've got so like i've got a hall cabinet that you know you put towels in and toilet paper right i've got child locks on that i've got child locks on the cabinet underneath my sink (laughs) but i have to take all my like coffee and stuff like that and put it up shut all the doors leave her a couple of kongs full of peanut butter and maybe a bone tomorrow and then when I get back, everything will probably be fine. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but she's, she doesn't chew up furniture, so that's a good thing. And mm. she doesn't chew my computer. Cross my heart, hope to die. Um, right. <laughs> she has no interest in the computer, so I think that helps. I mean, 
I mean, she she might have learned that it's probably you know that wires are not something to you know to mess with. Well, I mean, she did chew up my VR about a year and a half ago. Yeah, and she felt real bad about that. Yeah, uh, I guess that that VR <laughs> for, is... for about two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> she knew she fucked up because I about cried. Uh, but I'm back to a, a point where I'm waiting. There's a vibe on my company store that I haven't gotten enough company script, so to speak, to purchase. It's way <laughs> overpriced. Well, yeah. I mean. But it's a it's a Vive Pro and wouldn't mind having a quote unquote free tax free Vive Pro. Yeah. Well, as long as you, uh, you know take care of the cables and take care and put up the cables. Uh, uh, if I get one, I'm actually going to wall mount the, the shed, you know, the light boxes or lighthouses. Light box, yeah. And I'm going to get the wireless kit for yeah. it. And that would give me the mobility, um, and play space for it that I would need. I think the wireless kits actually pretty, you know, fairly good for the, uh, for the Vive Pro. Um, I really wish I had gone with the Vive. I will say this every time you bring up VR, but man, if I really wish I had gone with the Vive instead of an Oculus, I'd, the Oculus is okay, but considering the amount of effort I've had to you know put into getting it to work right, uh, all of the extra expenses, all of the extra cameras, the you know the cables that are still run throughout my fucking apartment um i could have saved myself all that effort if i just went with the vive um and had a better experience i i think so too but it is time for news news and one of the things that is kind of big news is e3 um they decided to do it this year but it's gonna be sooner june 12th through the 15th and it's gonna be all online I kind of figured they were going to do an online thing. I mean, they they took a big hit last you know last year because well, the pandemic was new, um, and nobody knew how things were going to you know play out when it came to that. So it was uh, it was one of those things where um, they had. I mean, I think they even had the venue and everything all set and then they had to cancel it all which was a pretty big hit um so uh so that is uh it's good to see e3 coming back though it wasn't ever really the like the big um it's not really super big for uh you for video games it's more about you know just consumer electronics I like from you know from E3 seeing some of the stuff that is coming down the pipe for uh, uh, for you know computer tech, you know new cases, new coolers, you know stuff, well, you know, stuff of that nature. They're considering a so they had been considering charging some kind of admission for you to watch it. Okay, but like a BlizzCon, changed, but they changed that recently to say that you will be able to have a free version of the show. Honestly, you know, they're not really competition for us. If you want to watch E3, highly recommend just watching Giant Bomb cover the everything because what Giant Bomb does on top of interviews 
is they have like a two-hour daily stream where they go through and they actually talk through what was released and their impressions of things. And that being said, I actually feel like that's a better experience because you can do it all from your couch and they record everything. So, honestly... <laughs> She's being stubborn. Yes. Um, one of the things that is going to happen immediately after that is Steam's going to do their event the six, the 16th through the 22nd. And I honestly think the Steam event's better because of the playable demos. Yeah, the um, uh, the Steam event's pretty, you know, well, it's geared more towards gaming. Oh, God, seriously? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, it's geared more towards gaming uh, and... Uh, I mean, E3's got, it always had the showcases, like it will have like the Xbox and the PlayStation showcase and some developer showcases. Yeah. The, the console stuff that you're not going to get with steam. Right. The, the steam stuff has, well, I mean, last year's stuff had a lot more of the indie titles and we're, it feels a lot more like a PAX, a virtual PAX. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, and and we don't necessarily focus directly on indie titles, but we're interested more interested in in indie titles than I'd venture to say other people are. I I think the one thing you'll get out of the show versus a lot of other shows is we do play a fair number of indie games. Yeah, yeah. we're playing Outriders right now, but we were playing Ark. I know that started out as an indie. Yeah, right? I mean, Finding of Isaac is a little more mainstream now, but we were talking about it when it was teammate yeah i mean we were you know it's like games like rogue legacy and fucking uh you know just a loop hero just just to give a you know give a couple examples we've we play a lot of fucking you know indie titles that aren't necessarily the big budget games that you see it's not the call of duties of the year or anything um but are still worthwhile you know and uh, that, I think that's where the the other shows like a PAX or in the you know like the uh, the Steam showcases and you know and those kind of highlight the you know you know a, a more rounded gaming scene than what you would get in an E3. E3, yeah, you're going to see E3 is for triple A's, and right now the early commitments are Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take Two, Warner Brothers. Um and Koch Media, so yeah, the you know you're going to get your uh your your big announcements uh out of them, and that's and that's fine because you'll also see um you'll also see you know the bigger like the 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 bigger titles I mean your triple A's and whatnot. Um, for me, it's more of you know, E3 has more uh, been more about the electronics, not necessarily the you know the game releases, because all you get really at E3 is like, here's the trailer, here's a date. You know, you don't get a uh, you don't normally get too much of an in depth uh, discussion about what the game is, uh, or have you know very rarely do you get to actually have the panels like the the game devs actually sitting there talking about the game for any period of time uh that normally comes later or as a you know as like a digital exclusive like an interview so 
other things that you know I've been plinking along at with Phoenix Point as I wanted as I wanted to play turn based stuff because it's actually a fairly long game. Yeah, I say fairly long. Like a campaign can take you a hundred hours, um, and I've played about four. And I'm playing with DLC right now, which adds a shitload of stuff. Um, they've got a new DLC announcement for May 25th. I guess the game is doing well enough at this point that they're releasing yet another DLC after that. Mm-hmm. So May 25th, you're going to get um, Festering Skies. Um, and then they're going to be doing another DLC this summer called Corrupted Horizons. So each one of the DLCs, I'll, I'll give you an example. I can't remember the name of it, but unlocks a new quest type, unlocks new class abilities, so to speak. And then new tech trees. So the way the tech tree works, you got cybernetics, which are really expensive enhancements that you can make for individual soldiers that basically give them powers. And then I think the other thing is like a biometric thing um, where you mutate. A mutation thing is what it is. And it costs a lot less, has less effect stuff, but you can get it quicker. And so like you can take your soldiers and further advance them. The one thing about Phoenix Point over XCOM is the classes can kind of mutate a lot more. You can you can always dual class. There's a lot of benefits to dual classing. So like having a sniper that can equip a jetpack means you can get them on top of stuff, right? Right. Or getting an assault class that has that's also a berserker means that as he gets damaged, he gets more powerful shots instead of just melee swings. Um, or dash, which is one of their abilities. But um, the game has received a lot of polish since it launched, and I actually feel like it's a pretty high-quality game at this point. So if you're interested, um, Game Pass is obviously the ver- where you can get the base version free on PC. Um, and then the other announcement they had is their Q1 of next year is when they're finally going to do the console version. So they decided that the last iteration, right, it didn't work on console. It barely worked on PC when it launched. It was kind of broken. But it's had a pretty long redemption arc at this point, and I feel like a year later, it's actually worth playing. Okay. I mean... Had some pretty mixed reviews myself. Yeah. Trying really hard to like it, and then having a genuinely fun time with it this go-around that wasn't hampered by weird pacing issues with the Pandorans evolving too quick, etc. Looked pretty good. I mean, well, the UI, UI pass made a huge difference. And then, like I was talking about a couple episodes ago, the enhancements to the tutorial um, gave you a more focused storyline, actually. So, the tutorial, and it also unlocks some stuff for you right out the gate. So, having a vehicle really early game, uh, vehicles aren't great for like basic missions, but for scavenge missions, they're almost a uh, a must because you can put an unlimited amount of items on it. Um, so I put a lot of unlimited amount of items in my vehicle. That's for sure. But the, what happens is your soldiers have a weight limit or an encumbrance limit mm-hmm. based on their strength. So they can only maybe pick up part of an item for a crate and you use those as part of your economy because the, the, the economy of the game works this way. You, you scavenge items from scavenge missions and you trade surplus of your items with other factions so let's say i have a surplus of food i trade it for for materials right or whatever right so anyways um phoenix point uh, is a living strategy game right now which is kind of different there's way more dlc than i ever expected 
Um, and it just continues to get better. So give the snapshot a, a chance. Give it a shot on Game Pass. Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing. I mean, I I might. I, I'm only interested, you know, because it kind of crosses a uh, uh, the the XCOM with almost like a skill shot system when you take shots. So uh, that that to me kind of drew me in from from watching you play game, you know, gameplay of it. Yeah, I would just say that um, always be doing something is the main tip I have for you. Always be researching. Don't ever let research lag. That And know that the Pandorans are always going to continue to uh, evolve. So that is just something you need to learn to deal with. They're going to be all melee for a while, and then they start getting guns, and then they are as hard as everything else. Good. Um, challenge. There is definitely challenge. I would not recommend starting on Veteran. Um, I would play a campaign on Normal, because they don't have an easy mode. The Normal mode is still fairly challenging. Um, if you're masochist, then try it on veteran, but you're going to get behind on your economy if you're not fast. That's, that's the big issue. Fast and lucky. Yeah. I mean, kind of lucky, but I mean, you, you can buy soldiers, so. Because why not? No, I mean, that's, you just trade materials for them, but anyways. (laughs) Right. Don't worry about min maxing that so much as just playing it and playing around with it. I think that's the best way to learn. Right. Anyway, um, what was our other news? I mean, we spent kind of long on those two topics, but the uh, there was a new trailer dropped for uh, Path of oh, Exile yeah. Two. That was kind of the last thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, so uh, I played a decent about, amount of I have like three hundred hours. A decent amount of Path of Exile over the last year or so, um, and and honestly, I hadn't really even given it a full try before last year. Um, That's true because you were just like, I want to give this a shot and see if it's something I like. And that shot turned into like two months straight of it. Right. Well, I mean, it turned into your new Warframe. I, I gave it a shot for sure because (laughs) I mean, I never, I never really gave it a a, a fair chance. I played it and I said, Oh, this is just a worse Diablo three with a really, really confusing sphere grid system for fucking leveling up. Um, but I, uh, I took a different approach to Path of Exile, follow, you know, followed a guide, uh, where somebody who played the game way more than anybody I would know, uh, came up with some way of, you know, like basically put your points here. And as long as you follow the guide, everything will be okay. I'm like, all right, I can do that. I feel with like 7,000 skills. That's almost a necessity for you to just follow somebody else's path. At like, least for the first time. You know, if you're playing through it for the first time on your first character, you know. You, you, I, that's kind of how I, f- like, Outriders nowhere near that, right? But there's a decent amount of abilities, and it takes a minute to kind of get used to it. Eh, I feel like at this point, I can rebuild that character however I want because I understand the abilities. But initially, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. Well, that, t- you know, the Path of Exile takes... That confusion and ramps it up to about ten thousand. Yeah, I know because it's bigger than the Final Fantasy X sphere grid. It is really. Um, so, so I followed that for a while, uh, but even back when I was playing uh, Path of Exile last year, uh, they had you know announced Path of Exile two, um, and it was 
basically, you know, they're making pretty big changes on how the, you know, how the gameplay works, how the skills work, um, how, you know, different types of weapons and, uh, and, uh, different kinds of, uh, builds that you can do with them. Uh, so they released a trailer today for Path of Exile 2 just to kind of give everybody more information as to what's going on with it. Um, the trailer looks good, shows some gameplay, but they also showed a 20-minute gameplay showcase alongside this uh, this trailer. And I watched the entire 20-minute uh, you know gameplay showcase, and uh, I gotta say, they um, they they made some pretty big changes. Like the you know the game looks way better, way better lighting. Uh, Animations are smoother, uh, more varied enemies, uh, the boss, you know, like bosses and mini bosses. Ha- I mean, in Path of Exile, the bosses did have like attacks that you had to avoid. Like, you know, you can't just sit there and face tank it like you do in Diablo. Uh, you do have to actually move out of the fire and shit, right? Um it was, I'm trying to compare. I'm actually looking at gameplay from current game to see how much it, different it is. Yeah, it's pretty different. Um, so yeah, they, the we were saying like it was uh, the flattened version of Diablo initially. So, so the way that I describe uh, Path of Exile currently is that it's a uh, it's got the flatness of Diablo two and some of the lighting effects of Diablo three. It's like Diablo three, the Mav edition. <laughs> it's Diablo two point five. Um, with uh, Path of Exile two, it looks like they're they're bringing that up to uh, what I would consider modern day standards, uh, and adding new mechanics and adding new weapons and you know, like I said, a, a completely different skill system. Um, than what most people are used to from Path of Exile. Uh, it becomes more varied. Uh, and I hope, hopefully that makes it so that the builds are A, more approachable, because holy fuck, Path of Exile got really complicated. Uh, you know, and if you don't follow a guide, you are fucked. Um... I'm really hoping that the uh, the end result is that you don't have to f- uh, to follow a fully detailed guide uh, that tells you exactly where to put points where uh, and when and how and what to do and what weapons to have and uh, this the game that doesn't necessarily feel like a game at that point it just feels like you're being guided to you know in an experience. Right. You you want to uh, you want to kind of like pick up a, a weapon and see how it works, and that doesn't necessarily jive with how Path of, Path of Exile actually plays. So, um, we'll we'll see. Uh, Path of Exile Two is supposed to come out next year sometime. Doesn't you know specify a date? Just says twenty twenty two. But it is one of those you know, games that I'm definitely looking forward to um you know if diablo comes out sometime soon um might 
Yeah, they they just did the alpha for the two uh, Diablo two super high def remake version. So they're in the alpha trials right now. There's another thing that's in alpha trial two that's also pretty interesting that I'm just literally waiting on a real release for, and that's Odyssey. Um, oh yeah. For I almost called it Mass Effect for Elite Dangerous. Right. Uh, which I am eagerly awaiting. They they've. There's been a lot of weird brokenness lately with that, uh, with the alpha, but I've been reading a lot of patch notes. The developers are super active with what people are seeing. Like right now, you can ride a shuttle down to the surface to participate in a fight or whatever, right? But because they're all in the same part of the solar system, they're all going to the same planet. Like some of the issues they're running into is people killing all the NPCs where people want to pick up quests, basically. Oh, Basically, just and then like people any other just MMO. like pretending to be NBCs and then shooting people. Um, there's been some. I mean, that's kind of cool. There's been stuff where people have been trying to outrun the shuttles in their own ships, and finding out the shuttles are just barely faster than the regular ships. And one of the issues they're having is it goes at sublight speed through a solar system, so it's 15 minutes of doing nothing before they land. Oh wow! Yeah. So, but they don't want to take away the immersion, so they're trying to figure out what they want players to do during that 15 minutes or whatever. But the idea is, is once they really get this implemented, is you're not going to be going from the center of the solar system to somewhere else, dropping in a planet. Optionally, you maybe be on the next planet over or on a space station orbiting the area before you take the shuttle down. Right. People don't want to take their ships. They don't want their ships getting blown up while they're outside of their ship. Oh, yeah. Well, um... Control Arms Fire does do damage to your ship. Okay. So the idea would be dock at a station, then take shuttle down. If you die, you know, the consequences aren't nearly as harsh. Okay. I mean, that makes total sense. It's just the start point for the shuttle is been fairly far away so like they recently readjusted it to put it closer to a planet but they still haven't figured out what do you do when you're sitting on a shuttle and you have literally no control um make that a loading screen I don't know I don't know what I mean yeah I understand they want, it to, they want it to be real time travel and they're making it faster so it's like currently 1.2 times faster than the fastest ship that can go at sublight to another spot, right? But in my head, ideally, it would be go to the station orbiting the, the planet, take the shuttle down. It takes you just a couple of minutes to get down, you know? Well, yeah, even the small station... Well, it depends, like... It depends on if the station's floating in space or in orbit. Well, even... You know, so uh, an Elite Dangerous, I mean, if you have a certain size class of ship you might not be able to dock at some stations. That's true. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, if Anaconda won't, won't dock on a small station. Right. You can't have, uh, you can't dock an Anaconda on an outpost. Um, so, yeah. But if you can dock, basically, if you're, uh, if you can bring your ship inside the station instead of just having it on a landing pad, uh, then that should be perfectly fine because as soon as the ship goes inside the station, it doesn't take up any space because it's always bigger on the inside, I guess. Um, 
But yeah, that is. Uh, it seems like that would be the best course of action is to dock at the station and take a, uh, a station pod. But I'm interested to see what they do. If you want another cast that really, well, two of our partner casts really follow Elite. So if you want to hear more Elite talk, honestly, BMF, uh, not BMF, uh, No Quarters talks quite a bit about Elite because there is at least Harlow is super addicted. No, two of them are really addicted to it. And uh, Nymph from TVGP is 100% addicted, but oh, yeah. the other two people play too. And when it really gets going, I'm sure we'll play. Yeah, it, for me, it is. It's always a learning curve for the uh, for controls. Um, I'm sure that I can figure it out. I mean, I've, I've halfway got... thought about picking up the out, picking it up because you can play an alpha if you pick up Odyssey right now. Okay. Yeah. It's... And I've thought about trying it out because there'd be you'd get zero progress carried over, but it would just be interesting. I'm. Uh, I would wait for the you know the full release. To be honest, I I don't. And I think it's the like, full release is like literally around the corner. So sometime in May or June, you're gonna get it. Yeah, uh, I'd wait for the you know for the release. Um, I'd have to actually get like back in the game and see what Usually, what I'd need to do. I don't, yeah, that's the. It's like half a day of like refiguring what your goals are. Oh, it'd be more than half a day. For um, for you maybe for me, I would I would spend I half through, a day trying to figure out the controls again. I just go through the tutorial and then alter my controls through the tutorial because you can pause it, sorta, and you can. Uh, there's no risk of damaging your actual ship, so I get pretty good at <laughs> flying a sidewinder in the tutorial. And then I figure out, okay, where was I at? And then what do I want to do? The okay. last time, <laughs> the last time I loaded up the game, <laughs> that's. That's what it was. Is uh, I had gotten my uh, gotten a Python. I basically spent almost everything that I had, you know, kidding out this Python, and then something came up, and I ended up not playing the game for a while. Uh, I loaded the game back up, and I loaded back, you know, loaded right into the Python, and I'm like, oh hell no, my my fucking you know, my luck. I'm gonna bounce this off of 18 fucking walls, and the fucking station's gonna blow me up. Yeah, that's that's my fear too. It's like <laughs> I don't have a Python yet because I played more. I don't know what my deal was. I you never played a vulture. Yeah, a vulture's my main, and then I've got two different cobras. Imagine that. You like the, the I like smaller the little, ships. I just the well the viper. It's the viper, right? Not the viper. It's the no the vulture. vulture. The vulture is like the most nimble of everything except for a sidewinder in it's, my opinion. It's super nimble. It can it's got speed, so with with this game speed means well, kind of tankiness in a way because you can actually it's, it has two large hard points and because it's so nimble you don't have to have them gimbled. And you can you can destroy shit. Yeah. It doesn't need a lot. It doesn't have any missile. Doesn't mine doesn't have any missiles. It just has two hard points. Two fucking lasers, right? Nope. Two. It's a laser, and then it's an engineer class laser and an engineer class like mega shotgun kind of thing. Oh, you use that? Okay. Well, I I don't flat cannon. Flat. So, well, it's non gimbal. That's why. So. The lasers to eat the shield, which it does very. It's a beam laser, so it's an engineered class laser beam laser. So it's like one point five times better than any large one you can get. Of course, it is. And then the non-gimbled, basically shotgun that I've got on it, just 
eat shit alive once I get behind it, but it doesn't take anything to get behind it. Like that's it's just so nimble. And I think I have engineer class stuff on almost every component on that. I don't think uh, okay, so I think I I got the python just before I did the whole engineer thing. So I'd have to actually relearn all where like all the engineers are. Uh, and of course, that's kind of a rep grind, isn't it? You have to do stuff for them. I think that's where a lot of my time. I want to say that I spent thirty hours kitting this thing out, right, and you doing know, different things to kit it out. And you have to, and do I had my things. Yeah, you know, you have like your because I have more ships. I just don't have an anaconda. So like, I had a, I don't know what class freighter, but like the fifteen million type six. No, what's the one? Type five. I think it's the type five. Something we have a big, big box a ship. Big, yeah, my big box ship was my money making trader ship that I learned how to fly pretty good. I probably like I wanted so much space that I got rid of the auto dock on it and then just put really good engines on it so that I could fly it kind of like a fighter jet. Um, if I and, got back into this game, I'd probably just be a space trucker for a while or get into my fucking uh, you know explorer or my is it my asp. Honestly, the reason I quit playing is that I lost go. the VR. Oh, well. It's so cool to play in VR. That's You keep telling me this. I keep, and I a, have the fucking VR set. You're at a fixed point is the perfect way to play a VR game. It would be if a fucking VR headset on my fucking face didn't cause, you know, issues for, you know, periods of time. And uh, I play games for hours on end. Rest- not... Rusty Half for hours? the for the audience. Rusty is the ten hour in seat gamer, poop in a tube. I will I will poop sock a game pretty hardcore. If I'm gonna sit down and play a fucking game, I want to like play a game for more than an hour. Um, and uh, anything less than two, I feel is a waste of my time, and I would much rather just watch YouTube. Uh, which is really weird for some people, but I mean. I like to put time into games when I put when I sit down to play. Uh, so, p- putting a VR headset on my face for two plus hours just screams migraine to me. It just does. Like I could play fucking you know Beat Saber for half an hour, forty five minutes, maybe an hour if I feel like extra froggy. Uh, but well, after a while, it just it's like putting a fucking five pound weight on your fucking nose, dude. It's bad. <laughs> Either way, um, we will be talking more about Elite at some point this year for sure. Yeah. And we will keep you guys up to date on what we think. Um, but I think we're probably at the end of the show. Would you agree? I I, I concur, sir. I concur, doctor. So I'm going to go through all the things. Yes, because you we have, don't have Yeah, and Jason is asleep at this point. Yes. So um, you can find us at tiltcast.com. We'd prefer that you find us at Tiltcast looking through Spotify, and we'd like you to subscribe, which is free. Just yes. follow us. Um, if you could, uh, it would mean a lot to us if you would leave a review on this, on Spotify or iTunes. Rate us. Say anything you want. Um, we'd also like you to find us on Facebook or Twitter. That's where you're going to find more about us at Twitter than you are Facebook, honestly. Yep. Um, but... You should also check out some friends. We've got Cabbage KBG. We've got NoQuarters.net. We've got For the Love of Gaming. We have BMFCast, bad motherfuckers they are, .com. 
we've got tvgp.tv and they do amazing things and i don't know what else to add and this is the first time i'm speechless whoa and with that they shuttle to planets yeah that's the end of the show all right peace